Let's make our confession this morning. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Give somebody a high five and have a seat. <laughs> God is good. You can be seated. Well, I'm just really thrilled at all the things God's been saying these last few weeks since the first of the year. Uh, you know, I wasn't here when Pastor Dan preached, but he preached two Sundays on, in 2020, speak words of life. Everybody say, speak life. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of uh, words out there that are uh, speaking, uh, coming forth from people that are speaking um, wrong things. They're not speaking life. They're speaking death. And the enemy works with our words as well as God works with our words. So it's really important what our words are. And then uh, when I came back, I shared on vision. You know, God wants to clarify our vision this year and um, I'm going to read from my journal in a minute, but he wants to make us aware of, first of all, he is the one who's moving through us. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by his spirit. So all the vision that God puts in our heart has to do with him doing something. He's just going to do what he's going to do through us as his vessels that are in the earth today. And we're well equipped. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm well equipped. You know, we've been making that uh, statement in this church I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing my labor is not in vain. And we've been saying that for a few months at the direction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, about five years ago, when we took over again as really pastoring full time, um, I heard that scripture in my heart, at least for me, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, we can get our eyes off on things that the enemy comes and tries to do. But when you're steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, it keeps you on track with what God wants to do, not, not what's going on around us. And then knowing that our labor is not in vain. That means no matter what it looks like, we win. Turn to your neighbor and say, I win. In 2020, I will win, you will win, because we belong to God. And uh, we won in 2019. Now, we may not have won all the things that we were hoping to see, but that doesn't mean we're not going to see it. We still win because our winning is based on the word of God and not what we see. And so uh, I can tell you, we've been many years believing for several things and we haven't seen them all yet. But when we get along with God, we see them. We see them and we stand on those things. The key to living a, an abundant life, and Pastor Bill said it last week, that we will have an abundance for every good word. The key to that is to remember for every great work that the work is God's. You know, it's his work that we're doing. It's not our work. And anytime we're doing God's work, there is an abundance for every good work. When we started this church in uh, 1989, um, we had two scriptures. The first one was Psalm 122, and it says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The other one was the one my husband used last week. In 2 Corinthians, it says God will give you an abundance for every good work. That his sufficiency is more than enough for what we need to do what God asks us to do. And uh, if you're a parent, then God is asking you to take care of your children. He will provide. Everybody say he will provide. Now, we may not always see it in our hand or in our checkbook, 
But that doesn't change heaven's economy because God will provide. Everybody say, God will provide. And he'll make sure we have what we need. And uh, for the next couple of weeks, I want to share with you on reigning in life. Everybody say, reigning in life. Uh It's it's not raining like the rain outside. It's raining. It's ruling. It's uh, taking our position. Everybody say, I need to take my position. And today I'm going to talk about now is the time. Um, If ever in our whole nation, in the world, things are uh, shifting and changing and there's evil fighting good. Everybody say it's evil fighting against good or good standing against evil. And, you know, we uh, we are the spiritual force that God has placed in the earth. And what we're seeing is a spiritual battle. You know, we, we see it uh, manifesting in fleshly things, but it is a spiritual battle. And no government can fight a spiritual battle. A believer has to fight a spiritual battle. Everybody say, that's the believer's job. So that involves the church. And so I believe in my heart, I heard God say, now is the time. And, uh, you know, I've never really been an aggressive person. Um, in fact, you know, my husband will say to me sometimes, uh, you know, you're going to have to uh, confront this issue. I said, well, maybe it'll just go away. You know, can't we all be happy? Happy, happy are the people of God. You know, uh, can't, you know, why would we have to do that? But I heard a man, Bill Lay is his name. He's in heaven now. He said to me once, uh, because I became very emotional about having to confront situations, and he said, well, How about we just say the word clarify? In other words, let's find out what's really going on here and let's fix it. And that's more than confronting. You know, sometimes when uh, I believe there's issues that that, that are being just a bunch of yelling going back and forth, it, it is a confrontation, but it's not accomplishing anything. But when we get to the root of the problem, everybody say the root of the problem. The root of the problem in the world today is evil is rising up, and it, it's in the word of God. It's, it, the devil is pursuing the people of God to take away from us what we have, and that's power. That's authority. And if you don't believe that, think about all the people that you used to see in church. You don't see them anymore. That's a clear attack to steal the authority of the church. It's the authority of the church. Everybody say, the authority of the church. The church has authority. And we have authority in a realm that the flesh cannot touch if we use it. And so I really felt like God said, now is the time. Now is the time for the church to rise into position and stand and take the position that God gives us to take. Now, I'm not suggesting that anybody go out and start fighting with, you know, evil flesh to flesh. I'm talking spiritual things. Everybody say spiritual. And so uh, I want us to look at Romans 5.17. And this is uh, a wonderful chapter in the Bible. Um, If you have time, and we're reading through the New Testament this year, um, you need to look at Romans 5 because it'll clarify for you and show you what happened through Calvary for you. And for me. But in verse 17, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned, 
through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign. Everybody say, will reign. In life through Christ Jesus. Now, we will reign with God in heaven, but this is more than in heaven. This is about right here where you are today. This is about every day in your house, every day with your children, every day in situations at your workplace, every day wherever you are, you reign with Jesus Christ in this earth. Why? Because of grace. It said grace and righteousness. Everybody say grace and righteousness. Neither one of those have to do with you or me. They have to do with what happened to Calvary. So it's established. Everybody say it's established. So when we begin to reign, the word reign is uh, royal authority, to possess or exercise sovereign power or rule. Now, I know we all, um, we, 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 know, we believe God is sovereign. He, he is, you know, he's the supreme uh, authority, supreme ruler. But if you, in a minute, we're going to look at scripture, that, that authority has been delegated. That authority has been given to see things in the earth be as they are in heaven. How did Jesus teach us to pray? Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. How could that ever be unless God himself were in the earth? Well, God is seated in heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. But the Holy Ghost, the per third person of the Trinity, lives in me, lives in you. And so God is positioned in the earth for what's happening today. But if we're asleep, the enemy is going to take whatever he can take while we're sleeping. And uh, I, I was really felt an urgency of this over the last few months. And um, years ago, pro uh, probably about the last year Corey and Allie were here, we did a CD called, called Resurrection River. And uh, in, that, in that CD, there were a lot of songs that I wrote that God gave us for this church. Everybody say, for the house. But he said to me, this CD is not for now, but it is for a time. And when it's time, I'll tell you. And it is time. The Resurrection River was about, the, what I saw was a river, a, 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 it was a wide river, and it was flowing with a rush, like it had come out of the mountain. Like when I went to Israel, where the Jordan first comes out, it comes out with force in, in Israel. And uh, this river was just, I mean, it was like you would be tipped over, like doing the rapids like you guys did once. You know, when you went out to Virginia. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, Bill. Riding the rapids is not easy. But in the middle of that water was a fire rushing through that water. And God said, this is what's coming. And that was years ago. Well, you know, I'm thinking next week we are going to see this. Well, we've seen a lot, but I haven't seen that. <laughs> I've seen God do a lot of good things and a lot of powerful things through, through people in this church doing what God told them to do, touching lives, speaking truth. We've seen a lot of people saved, delivered, and healed in this church, but I haven't seen that. And so uh, as I was, I've been praying about this, because in the Word of God, I want to read you. This is the Passion Bible. Um, Aaron got me onto this Passion Bible this year. So I decided I'm going to read through the Bible this year, through the Passion Bible in the New Testament. 
and, and I liked it. You know, one thing about it, if you've done the New King James, the King James, the Amplified, the New American Standard, the NLT, the New Living Translation, if you've done all those translations over the years, when you read the message, when you read the newer translations, you, you, you know things that you didn't know when you read that. And so, it, it, you know, you can really look at it and say, yeah, that is really what God's saying there. Uh, and so in First Peter, I love this scripture. Everybody say, we're a chosen generation. That means God has picked you out. Uh, but you are God's chosen treasure, priest who are kings. Now, if you understand covenant, which I'm going to teach in February, and y'all need to be here. Right, Bill? Right, Bill? Bill O'Brien has been, you know, he uh, over the years, he has always said to me, that class, that class is important for every believer. Everybody say covenant. You don't want to miss this class. That's what it's talking, priests and kings. That's what Jesus said in Revelations 1. I'm clear off my message, so hang on. Strap in. Um, it says, you are a priest who are kings, a spiritual nation, set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you, haven't, because you hadn't received it yet. But now, everybody say, but now, you are drenched with it. Now you saw the New King James up there. I was reading from the Passion. I, I want you to hear that. Everybody say this. I am a king, and I'm a priest. What does that mean? You have authority in the world, and you have authority from heaven. That started with David. Before that, there were no kings and priests. There was a king and a priest. David was a king and a priest. Jesus Christ was that office, and you are in that office. What do we wear on our arm? Where did my, oh, my thing fell off. I got so excited playing the piano, evidently. What would Jesus do? Everybody say, what would Jesus do? Well, I'm telling you what he did. He reigned. And he was the example for the church. God came in the flesh to show us how to act. He showed us what to say. He showed us how to respond in situations through Jesus. And I believe that must be why he said this year, have the people read through the New Testament. Why? Because the New Testament talks about the covenant we're in, but it also talks about what we have all through the New Covenant. We get to see Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then we get to see Paul and Peter and all the other, John, other apostles. They are showing us what it's like to live the kingdom of God on earth. Amen? Now, if we're positioned, that means we have all authority. If we're positioned in Christ, what would Jesus do? In that position, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18 28, 18, and I'm going to go real quickly here because I want to share the end of this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, everybody say all authority, all authority, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then uh, he goes on and says, uh, go and make disciples. He follows through with that. Then he says, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. What is he saying? He says, what I have will be operating through you because I will be with you. I will be with you. In Matthew 10, 
because, uh, you know, some people say, well, I don't know if he meant we could do what he did. Matthew 10, this is what he did. And this is what he said when he released his 12 disciples. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. Everybody say power. power. Other translations say authority. Over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. He sent them out and he gave them power. That's exactly what Matthew 28 is saying. I am sending you out with all authority. Everybody say all authority. authority. Now, you know, Jesus was under authority when he came into the earth. And and that's why it says he became a man. You know, he let go of his deity and became a man. If you look at Jesus' life, Jesus himself said, I can do nothing. I'm going to show you the scripture. I put up um, John 8, 38. He said, I can do nothing in my own authority. I, oh, that's not it. Uh, I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong one. John 8, it's in John 8. He says, I do nothing on my authority, but only what the Father shows me to do. Everybody say, only what the Father shows me to do. He said in John 5, 19, I only do what I see the Father do. And in John 5.30, he said, I can do nothing of myself. I seek my Father's will. That's, that's being under authority. You know, uh, we've been in ministry a long time, about 40-some years. And I've seen many people not, not make it to their destiny because they did not know how to be under authority. And they were mad at people because people... Uh, brought them to a place where they had to submit to authority. Everybody say, submit to authority. Because they think that's somebody telling them what to do. Nobody can tell me what to do. Well, you can be like that, but you will never fulfill your God-given destiny. You might fulfill something you wanted to do. You may get, get that done. But to work for the Lord, you have to learn to be under authority. All of us. Because we can do nothing of ourselves. It's only through his authority. And so if Jesus came to be the example, he was showing us that without his father, the things that he was doing because he was like us as a man, he could not have done those things except his father released the authority for that to flow through him to those people he touched. That same God is the same today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in John 1412, Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do even greater. Why? Because I go to be with the Father, and I will release my authority to you. So whatever you do in my name, everybody say in my name, in my name, that's what it goes on to say in John 1414. Whatever you say or do in my name, it will happen. Are you getting this today? See, God wants us to begin to reign in authority of the spiritual realm and, uh, and take our authority. You know, now, I have to admit, and I've, I've had to say to my husband, I'm sorry, because, you know, he watches uh, Fox News a lot, and, uh, and he, he gets up in their face. Now, they can't see him. Only I can see him in the living room. They, but they know he's there. That's right. Well, God knows he's there, and he is Finding their words, the words of people that are speaking evil. 
Everybody say evil. Now, I thank God that I have a president who went to the pro-life march in Washington. I mean, thank you, God. You know, I don't care what he tweets. You know, my husband sometimes says things I wouldn't want you all to hear. Thank God he doesn't tweet it. I'll take his phone. But, but people are looking for the perfect when they're not perfect. They're look, what we are told to do in the word of God is you'll know them that work for me by their fruit. If Christians will rise up and vote the fruit this year, there will be a change in this nation. You say, oh, you can't tell me who to vote for. I didn't. I said, if you will read the word of God and obey the voice of God and vote the fruit. Everybody say the fruit. The, our president, this president, has had to do everything by executive order. Kind of reminds me of God. I mean that. Because if you've got a bunch of people that just want to go back and forth and fight and fight and argue and argue, then, you know, God will speak up. <laughs> Have you ever had God speak up at your house? I've had him speak up at my house. When Jesus came, he was under authority. And the Bible says, you don't touch my anointed. What does that mean? With your words, you don't say things that God doesn't say. And there's a whole lot of things being said right now. God honors offices. Everybody say, God honors offices. You can read it in Romans. He does honor offices. And we're called to honor offices as well. We may not agree, but we're called to honor. We're called to honor. What we're called to do is bind evil and loose good. And we do have authority there. I am not a congresswoman. I am not a legislature. You know, I am not a senator. Don't want to be one. Uh, I told my husband, you'd make a good president, but I won't be there. Hallelujah. I don't want to be the, the flotus or whatever her title is. Good Lord, who would ever want that? But only the person God put there. You say, well, we've had good and bad people. Well, read the Old Testament, folks. Good king, bad king, good king, bad king. I'm going to share next week on generations. I want to tell you, God cares about what goes on at your house. And if you don't get your children going down the right path by prayer, the devil's going to take them out. Because he doesn't want this generation to be filled with the power of God. He doesn't want them walking in the anointing of God. He doesn't want them doing the things that they're designed to do and called to do. And as parents, I know because I've raised kids. Now i got grandkids. Last night, I got to go play with my latest great-grandbaby. And he looked at me and went, ah. I thought, oh, okay. You know, children have all kinds of ways of expressing what they feel. They're just like adults. They just don't have as much control because their brain isn't developed yet. Well, clearly it isn't because it's based on how they feel and what they want. How many of you were like that? I was, I was a terrible child. I was rebellious. I mean, one time I sat in the hallway and said to my mother, Mary and Lou, I hate you. Mary and Lou, I hate you. Well, in about two seconds, the door swung open, whack across the face, down the floor, on the bottom of the staircase. And I thought, well, who was that? <laughs> well, that was Lightning Lou. <laughs> she came flying out of the darkness right into that hallway. Well, Chris was at the top of the stairs going, yes, 
because she's at the top of the stairs, and mother doesn't know what she's doing. So you know what? I, this is how rebellious I was. I climbed up higher, started all over again. So she got my dad. Things didn't go well, very well for me after that. Everybody say, you have to learn to be under authority. Those attributes are strengths that God will use under authority. Everybody say, under authority. So what we're about to do, we have to recognize that we are under authority. What we're going to say, what we're going to do every day when we wake up, when uh, Pastor Bill gave you that, what would Jesus do? You know, that's not about baking a pie necessarily for your neighbor, which is good. But what it's really about is taking charge of evil that is coming to your house, and my house, this city, the nation, and everywhere we go. I've traveled overseas, and I want to tell you, there's a lot of good people with guns in those airports. Why? Because evil has ramped up. And I don't mind. They can search me all day long. I want them to search people because the enemy needs to be found out, and he needs to be stopped. It's the same in the spirit realm. We have got to stop what is happening. And uh, the other morning when I woke up, I, I, I just I felt like God was saying, Pam, you cannot just say everything's fine. Let's just, you know, all be, let's all be happy and get along. And so I, I went back. I tried to find where he spoke to me at the beginning of the year. Now, I'm going to share at the end of this on love. Everybody say love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We will never accomplish reigning in this earth if we do not walk in love. Love is what causes you to be able to tolerate the evil in people, to get to the people. Can I say that? Love is what causes you to be able to tolerate the evil in people, to be able to get to their heart. Because evil will, will cause people to be hateful, cause them to be mean, cause them to say things. You know, um, the, the devil's always working to steal, kill, and destroy. And so in order to overcome in this day that we're living in, which we are living in, if you understand prophecy, there's many prophecies out there that say we are in on time in the Bible to what God has said will happen. But the church has to rise up to take that position. And I was at ORU, which is a, a really a place where I go sometimes to where the praying hands are, where uh, Brother Roberts, he did a mold of his hands back there a long, long time ago. And I used to go there and pray all the time when we lived out there. And, and I heard this. Uh, this year is a year of new beginnings, new things. That is why your vision must be sharpened made and made clear. You can only claim or capture what you can see. New things, things you have not seen before or known for certain, fulfillment of promises from the past, fulfillment of new vision. Things are moving faster. How many of you believe that's true? God, God's moving faster too. Exponentially, growth, knowledge, manifestations of the spirit. See, if the enemy's moving and intensifying, God will not be shown up by the devil. He's doing that because he knows God's about to move in a powerful way. And he's trying to get a position before it happens. Now, what I'm telling you today is for 
for where we're at. So, you know, it, I'm not saying we have to be perfected in this. That's why we're preparing on Wednesday nights in this church and teaching the word of God in a way that we don't do it every week. We're doing that so that all of us will know who we are. You know, we're going to talk covenant in, in, on Wednesdays in February, and then Pastor Dan's going to teach on the character of God in, in March. Those are all being done. Uh, Sue's going to share next month uh, all the Wednesday nights of, of February on giving at the offering time. Everybody say, I need to know that. You, uh, you need to know those things. Why are we doing this? Because it's important that we're ready for what has to come out our mouth. And what has to come out our mouth is got to be what's in our heart. And how many of you know in our hearts we need to really examine what's in there so that when we do speak, we speak what God is saying. And so this is what I heard. Um, supernatural happenings are coming quick, quickly. And then I heard this, the reaper will overtake the sower. Now, that's scripture in Amos where it says that it, the, 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 the exponential wave of God will get so big that it will overtake those that are sowing. The harvest will be going, every, all of it will be going on at the same time. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't read that scripture every day. I haven't read it since I read through the Bible last year. But I do know it's scripture. The reaper will overtake the sower. Provision for change, there will be more than enough. So when my husband preached last week, there will be an abundance for every good work. I felt like, yes, that is what God said. He's confirming what he says. I say that for all of you. There is an abundance this year for you for every good work. What does that mean? For your children in your house. How many of you have had situations in your house with your children with influences that you don't even know what to do about? Yeah, they're out there. And they're speaking very loudly. Spiritually, you've got to speak louder than they speak. And that's not agreeing with how bad they're doing things or what they're doing or what somebody else is doing to them. It's you taking authority by the power of God spiritually and begin to say, you will not touch my children. And you walk the floor and you pray and you speak the word over them. And you speak to the one who's really doing it, which is the enemy. He's the one sowing those seeds. You speak to him and you tell him, no, not in my house, not in my house. The authority of God is in this house, not in my house. Are you getting this today? Very important because in the schools, places where your children are going, places where you're going, there are spirits. And Jesus said we would have power over unclean spirits. And, and I believe that's going to become a real issue in this next move of God. Because those things have to be bound. And they have to be cast out. And they are lying. And they are grabbing a hold of people's minds. Not just young people, everybody. This is what the provision will be. Ephesians 3.20, in every area of need, my God will do exceeding abundantly beyond all I could ask or think according to the power that works in me. What is he saying? According to that power that's in you, according to that authority that's in you, then I will do exceeding abundantly beyond all you could ask or think. Are you getting this today? I don't know what God's doing, but I know it's real. 
and it's time because I heard it. It's time. At the end of this, and then there's some things he spoke I'd have to do. I'm not going to tell you because then you'll hold me accountable. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, and you can hold me accountable. I know you will. I know you will. Hallelujah. He's, my, he's, he's, he's second in command of the Holy Spirit at my house. <laughs> Teach, preach, lead people into my presence. And I had felt I have to teach on praise and worship. We have to teach on prayer. In his presence is where things take place. So we might sing a little longer than you're used to. So I'm just going to tell you, I love y'all. Just sit down. Just sit down. Yeah, sit down and enjoy the presence of God. There's nothing wrong with sitting down. You know, but, but don't complain about how long it took because the Holy Spirit is sitting in your chair and he's wanting to do something for you. Amen? You need to be here Wednesday night. We're going to finish on praise and worship. In my presence is the manifestation of my power and my glory. And then he said, you can do this. Well, only by his spirit can we do this. And then I heard, this is the time. This is the time. Now, I believe that the love of God can be uh, manifested in our lives even when we don't feel like it. And I say that because I've had to do it for several years in situations where I would rather say what I think and then I'll love them. How many of you feel that way sometimes? I'll tell you what, I'm going to say what I think needs to be done here, and then I'm going to love you while you try to figure that out. God doesn't operate that way. He doesn't. And my husband has said to me sometimes, well, I don't know how you can do that. Well, because I needed it so bad. There was a day where I needed it that bad. And God gave me the song, I am loved, I am loved. I can risk loving you because the one who loves me most knows me best. <laughs> How many of you know that? That could be a, he knows me best. <laughs> like, I love to watch your videos. They're so uplifting. And God knows you, and he knows exactly where you are, Kendra. And he's, he's placing you in a position of authority because he wants you to use it for his glory. And all those things that seem real important, you're going to get those because they're going to overtake you. But this is, this is a call. So you go over there to London, and you be Jesus no matter what. Okay? See, God is positioning people to take his glory. But it, we have to walk in love. Everybody say walk in love. Now, that doesn't mean we love sin or what sin is doing. But we love that person because God loves that person, and he wants to snatch them out of that place of hell that they've gotten themselves connected to. And I was there once. So I know what that is. I know how bad I needed love, and I think that's why when God said, I'm going to pour my love in you until all of the hurt and all of the, the anger with yourself and others, it'll just flow out. And then you'll be able to really say, I forgive you, and not feel a thing, not feel anything. 
You know, I've had people say, well, I have forgiven them. I just don't want to be around them anymore. Well, guess what? <laughs> There's a little bit more to be perfected there. Because this is what the Bible says that it says in 1 John 4, 16 and 17. And I'm about to finish. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us. We, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. The way we're going to take this authority is to abide in God in that love. That's who he is, love. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, the day of judgment would be the day where we see Christ. But, you know, once you receive Jesus, you, that sin in your life's already been judged. You are free. Everybody say, I'm free. But it's also in the day when sin is rampant that we will be bold with our authority and believe I can get my children set free. I can get Aunt Sally set free. I mean, I have seen God do it in, in relatives when I didn't think there was any way to get them set free. But it didn't come necessarily from me talking to them. It came from me talking to God and then speaking to the enemy and telling him no. They are a child of God. They love God with all their heart. They will never serve you. And they could be doing exactly what the devil's telling them to do. But I'm not saying that that's who they are. Because that's not what God is saying about them. Because God doesn't sit in heaven and condemn. He sent Jesus to save. He said, I do not condemn the world. But I came to save the world. This is what's going to happen when we step into position. And we step into position first in our heart and then with our mind, and then our mouth. It doesn't happen all of a sudden. How many of you know there's things in your heart God needs to fix? That well, We're going to pray for that in just a minute. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, the verse 4 says, people will lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This is how the church has slipped out of position, I felt like God told me. They have grown to love pleasure more than they love God. They don't not love God. That's why we have in this nation millions of people who say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I, I love God. But they don't act or vote God. And I'm not talking about at the polls. <laughs> I'm talking about every day. See, and what, what the enemy sees is what you do. That's what he takes advantage of because he's the flesh one. He, he appeals to the flesh. He goes after the flesh. So whatever we do is the place that we give the enemy, not what we believe in our heart. That's why Christians are sliding. That, that great falling away is happening because they have let go. Everybody say let go of their first love. That's the root. They let go of the first love. When, when uh, Jesus showed John that vision, and he gave him in chapter 2 of Revelations. He said there were seven churches he was given seven messages to, and, uh, and, and he was given it to the pastors of those churches. That's, that's who that's applying to, to the pastor. And it says in Revelations 2, can you put that up, 1 through 7? And then I'm going to finish with this. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things he who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, 
and that you cannot bear those who are evil. Well, that's, that's people who love God. I mean, they, they love God. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. He's saying, you guys are doing really good in all these things. You're doing really good in all these things. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my namesake and have not become weary. So you think, I'm, I'm sure you know the pastor of that church thinking, yep, got it, got it, we're good. But then he says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. What does that mean? There are things that are holding your life that wouldn't if you love me more. Everybody say, I love you more. You know, I don't know what happened to me, but the day my granddaughter started texting me back, I would say, I love you, Annabelle, and she texts back, I love you more, Mima. Or I call her, I love you more, Mima. And something about that stuck in me, and I never got to preach that in December. It was one of the three messages that I felt God gave me about the word on the street. But then when I, when I started this message, God said, that's because it's for now. That's the word on the street of heaven. I love you more. I love you more than what you're doing. I love you more than what you're saying. I love you more than all the things you've done in the past. I love you so much that I sent my only son for you. And I love the world that way. Believe it or not, God loves Nancy Pelosi. So y'all need to stop talking bad about her and pray for her. The woman, is, the woman has been captured by evil. Her words are evil. People have been captured by evil that want to kill babies after they're born. Everybody say, that's evil. That isn't something you're going to vote about with words to people who believe that. You are going to have to go in there and get them out of what the devil has done to their mind. And he started with their heart. So there's probably some wound back there that God wants to heal that you and I as Christians have power to speak to. And God will show us what it is if we're not going to judge them for it. But we're going to set them free from what that is. Amen. Let's stand. Father, I thank you today for your word. I believe you gave me this word. I have something I want you to do. I know I'm asking you to do more things this year, but these are going to help you. Um, if you went to the doctor, he'd give you a prescription. I'm going to give you this one because God gave it to me, and he told me to give it to you. And I've given it to people before. I want you to start praying Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 over yourself every day, at least once. It says that we are the family of God, and we need to know the love of God. It finishes with, now unto him. After you know the love of God, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. He's going to do exceeding abundantly for you, Perpetua. Yes, he is. I love you, and I have loved you. I just know God brought you here to let you know no matter what, you are loved, and you have purpose. Amen. Now go take that to those people, because those Somalians need some love. Hallelujah. They need to know the love of God. The world needs to know the love of God. Father, I thank you for every person in this church. I thank you they're here by divine appointment. I believe you sent them to this church 
because they have within them the power and the love of God. And so I want to pray for you today that anything in your life that would hinder you from walking in the love of God, things of the past, things that have happened that have really uh, damaged your heart to a place where you can love to a certain point. I, I, I experienced this with someone this week. Uh, and, and something that happened revealed something that, that had a hold of their life that's keeping them from enjoying the fullness of everything God had. And that it looked like it was a terrible thing, but God said to me, no, this is a good thing. You know, when God manifests something that's holding people, it can look like, wow, that's really bad. But it's not. It's, it's now the time to get it gone, to take care of it, to get rid of it. And I say this to you that, that you feel that way. This is the message, Bible. Forget about what's happened. And don't keep going over old history. Be alert and be present. I'm about to do something brand new bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Father, I pray that over every person that's here today. You say, I need that word. Would you lift your hand? You say, that word's for me. I'm not going to call you up here. Yeah, I see your hand. Anybody else? Yeah, I see your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I see your hands. I thank you, Lord, that that badlands is about to have a, a resurrection of life. Things are going to come alive. But it's not going backwards that's going to cause it to happen. It's going forward and leaving those things there. Those things that are in the past, Father, I thank you from this day forward, from this time, because of the word of God in this place today going forth, that those things are left in the desert. They're, they're yours. And that, that we are going forward to be who you've called us to be. I feel like some of you need to let go of some people. And uh, I've taken a few minutes here because I, God will show you who those people are. So I want all of you to bow your heads. You didn't, may not have raised your hand, but that doesn't mean somebody's not holding on to you. That you've held on to. I want you to, to say, Lord, I'll let them go. You tell God you don't have to say it out loud, but you know who they are. And they look like they've been your biggest problem. But they're not your biggest problem. They're not your biggest problem. Father, I thank you today. I thank you today that those things are being left today. And I ask you to take care of those people that are being let go today and bring them into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. They belong to you. This is your family, and you will take care of it. In Jesus' name, you will take care of it for them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that they are free. And he whom the Son sets free is free indeed, is free indeed, is free indeed. Now, Lord, I ask you to fill the people of this church right now where they stand. And anybody who listens to this message, right where they are, fill them with the love that says, regardless of what has been done or said, regardless of what you have believed, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved for who you are. Who you are right now. 
You say, oh, but I got to do something. Well, God knows that. He'll help you. But you are loved. You are loved right where you are. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for supernatural revelation of the love of God in every person in this church this year. And I pray that as you put people in their path, people that that before they haven't been able to, to tolerate, they haven't been able to, to know what to say, what to do. I thank you, Father, that they're, they'll see your grace. They'll see your power. They'll see your anointing working as they speak and do what you give them to do in that situation. And they will begin to see that you have given them authority. You have given them authority to do the works of the ministry to be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the ministry, no matter what they see, no matter what they feel, because you are their source and you are in them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Everybody say this. I am a lover. I am not critical. I am not the judge. Somebody died and left me in charge. And that was Jesus. So I am taking my position, and I am going to do and say what he would have me do and say. I will set aside what I think, and I will receive what he thinks. And from there, my words will be his words. And his word says that his word will not return void but it will accomplish what it is sent into. So I am expecting to see the supernatural every day in my life to rescue a lost people. Those you want me to find, God, send them my way. Oh, look out. <laughs> Say that again. Those you want me to find, send them my way. And with it, grace, exceeding, abundant, beyond all I could ask or think, I will listen and I will obey because I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Go and be blessed. Hallelujah. You reign. You reign.